Chapter Twelve of That Office Boy by Francis J. Finn, S.J. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The mysterious woman again. Miss Tennyson faints, and the office force is shocked. On Monday morning, the stout woman, no longer heavily veiled, again presented herself and asked to see Father Donnell. Step right in, ma'am," said the busy Michael. "And, ma'am," soliloquized the busy youth as he slipped a rubber band over a package of coupons. I'll know you again. Smile and ingrown nose and cock eye. Michael, said Father Janelle a moment later, have you any more domestic coupons? Yes, Father. They've been coming in faster than any. I've about five thousand. You astound me. I have twenty-eight thousand inside. That makes thirty-three thousand. It is simply wonderful. And have you any wrapping paper? I have some very nice tissue paper, Father. We got a lot of it along with some of the articles for the children's Christmas tree. Just the thing, said Father Donnell. It will be most suitable. And have you any of those Red Cross seal Christmas stamps? All you want, Father. Let me have a dozen. Bring the paper and those coupons and the stamps inside. We'll tend to the rest. Michael obeyed and then began to wonder. Evidently Father Donnell was working on a plan of his own. What could it be? Michael gave it up and devoted himself to the formidable stack of newspapers and the various piles of coupons. Michael, said Father Donnell, beaming with benevolence, as he and the strange woman, bearing a large tissue paper covered package issued together from the private office. This lady is a great friend of Miss Tennyson's. I've known her since she was knee high, said the woman, smiling anxiously. She wanted to get up a little surprise for Miss Tennyson today, continued the priest. It was a very kind thought. She asked me last week to get together all the coupons I could for her. Oh, said Michael, we'd have done that anyhow. Yes, but she said that if I made extra efforts, she would give me a present of twenty-five dollars to treat the children of the school who worked hardest. And I wish I had more to give, said the woman. From now till Christmas I'm going around to collect dolls and things for their Christmas tree. And you intend to turn those coupons over to Miss Tennyson? asked Michael of the woman. That's the surprise. The woman held up a large package, gay with Christmas stamps. I'm going straight out to the place where she works now, and give it to her, so she can bring it to the office tonight. That, said Father Donnell, is the understanding upon which I gave the lady those coupons. Thank you ever so much, Father Donnell. You've made me very happy, and now I'm going to make Miss Tennyson happy, too. Goodbye. Michael opened the door for her, and followed her into the vestibule. Eva, carrying newspapers and coupons collected from the various classes of the girls, was just about to enter. Michael held up a warning hand. Eva paused. Eva, said Michael, as the woman passed through the doorway, give me that stuff. You saw that woman? Follow her and find out what car she takes, and hurry back and let me know. I'll tell the sister that you'll be back soon from an important message. Then Michael hurried to the telephone and called up the residence in which Miss Tennyson was employed. It took him five minutes, five desperate, perspiring minutes, to get that young lady. Say, he said, do you know a woman, middle-sized, rather stout, with a smile like an oil well, thick, black hair, dark clothes, a nose that's rather big, but looks as if somebody with a strong hand had flattened it back on her face? Do you know her? Oh, yes, I forgot. She's cockeyed. Yes, Michael, I'm almost sure I do. Why do you ask? Well, she's been here and got over 30,000 coupons for you. 
she left a moment ago and said she was going straight out to your place to give him to you personally there came through the transmitter a strange unintelligible sound is it all right cried michael say do you hear what's the matter anyhow are we cut off what's the matter with the telephone exchange anyway and michael after further vain efforts to connect hung up the receiver he was wrong as he afterward learned in putting the blame upon the telephone company it was surprising considering how busy he was how michael in the next fifteen minutes contrived to so tousle his hair even father did not notice this perturbation michael he observed you seem to be uneasy what's the trouble my boy father somehow i don't trust that woman i didn't like her eye and that smile of hers would stop a clock oh she seems to be quite a good woman my boy she's a very good catholic she showed me her beads and she says she belongs to a sodality on the hill at some length father deneau went into his two interviews with the strange woman the telephone bell brought him to a pause st xavier's school announced michael i have a message for you from miss tennyson came a woman's voice she was taken ill a moment ago but is now on her way down in a hack she was not very coherent in her speech since she fainted but by the manner in which she spoke i fancy something dreadful has happened thank you ma'am said michael then michael repeated the conversation to father Donnell. god bless us cried the good priest fervently am i awake that woman a fraud it's incredible i never heard of such a thing i can't believe it michael it strikes me that some of the people in this contest are wanting in simplicity i never expected to meet such devious characters without another word father Donnell left the office and hastened to the primary grade girls good morning father cried fifty innocent voices good morning children returned father Donnell. you know how much our lord loves little children father Donnell paused not for a reply but to clear his throat yes father piped the children cheerfully and he loves to hear the prayers of children yes father was the unanimous agreement now children i very much fear i have made a blunder but god can turn a blunder into a victory will you all pray that our lord will turn my blunder if i have made one into a victory yes father come then kneel down and let us say a hail mary together the little ones were on their knees on the instant smiles merged sweetly into the composure of reverence and little eyes were curtained while little voices shrilled out in touching accents of faith the wondrous angelic salutation it matters not that some of these little innocents were convinced that father Donnell had lost his pocket-book and wanted it back the others were filled with the belief that he had eaten something which disagreed with him that still others brought home word that the holy priest was on the eve of a fight whatever these differences of interpretation on father Donnell's announcement all knew that he wanted something from our lord all knew that he wanted it earnestly and all pray with that simple faith which is enough to move mountains having exhorted them to say further prayers during the day and having received a cheerful yes father the director then went to the boys classroom of the primary grade and made a similar announcement to such effect that eight different versions none of them correct promptly reached the home of the sixty-odd boys and much comforted returned to the office eva and michael were standing facing each other in tragic attitudes michael's face had gone green 
he was braced against his desk head down beating with one foot upon the floor eva breathless and flushed was facing him her arms thrown out in a wide gesture of despair well what is it cried father Donnell. it can't be very bad i've got the little ones praying and they'll be sure to keep off real harm tell him eva said michael his head still down i saw that package father where it was about two feet six inches square it was wrapped in tissue paper and tied with strong thin twine on the top were twelve christmas seals three at each corner that's it exactly said father Donnell. the woman fixed it up herself but where did you see it in the contest editor's office of the journal why she said she would bring the package direct to miss tennyson i followed her from here all the way to the office when she went in i bought a paper and cut out the coupons and came in after her she was going out as i came in and a man had the package at the desk and was writing on it i went up to him and handed my coupons and that gave me a chance to read what he had written oh groaned michael what did he write domestic thirty-three thousand for miss bigby End of chapter twelve